your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All righty, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. You guys, since the Lightning victoriously took the Stanley Cup away from the Stars, it is officially the NHL offseason, and I am really, really excited because there's just so many possibilities that can happen for our team, the New Jersey Devils. We are back in the loop, and we are back on news trends. Well, not not for the time being, but you get the picture that we can sign someone, we could draft someone, we could trade someone, and also we're just looking to see what we could do because this draft is heavily favored for the forwards, whereas next year's draft is favorited for the defensemen. So, uh, let's see, the draft is in a few days, in fact, so it's time to get really, really, really excited for that. In fact, all the Locked On hosts are pretty excited for it. Uh, you know what, o- only the ones in the top 10. W- what am I referring to again? Well, uh, okay, before I explain that, let me explain to you what's been going on in the last couple of episodes. So, To give you guys an update, I finished off my USCHO story trilogy. I did not expect that to go for three episodes, but like I said, the article was lengthy, and I just wanted to give everyone my initial reaction for it. If you've read the whole thing, I commend you. If you hadn't read it at all, but you're curious to know what happens and you're not much of a reader, then just revisit those last three episodes that I've done. And also, the last couple of episodes, I've been talking up with Harrison of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, and we did a two-part crossover. He asked me, essentially, who do I think should go to the Hall of Fame for the New Jersey Devils, but probably doesn't get that recognition. That'll be Travis Zajac, uh, and also Ken Danico. And also, if I could guarantee one New Jersey Devils player, past or present, a guaranteed spot in the Hall of Fame, who would it be and why? I chose Patrick Eliash, and for obvious reasons. Okay, there you go. You're all caught up. Now, on to business. So basically, all the top 10 Locked On hosts, uh, top 10 I mean like in this year's draft. So uh, the New York Rangers are going number one, the Kings are going number two, uh, the Ducks are going number six, and the Devils are going number seven. I believe the Detroit Red Wings are going number four. So, you know, all the top 10 uh, picks in this year's draft, the Locked On hosts. So myself, the Locked On Red Wings, Locked On Ducks, Locked on Sabres, uh, Locked on Wild, Locked on Kings, Locked on Rangers. We all got together and we all did a roundtable. That's right. We each did a mock draft and we chose one player that we believe that our team will select. So we treated it like a real draft. So uh, as you guys know, it's no secret. The Rangers barring anything catastrophic of someone having a brain fart or something, will select Alexis Lafreniere with the number one pick, and then uh, Sarah of Locked On uh, Kings selected for the uh, the Kings, who she believes they will draft at number two overall. And then when I got to number seven, I made a surprising pick, a controversial pick, because, well, you... I don't want to spoil anything. This is going to be three parts. This is exciting because we had so much to discuss. We have so much controversy to address. We have so many options, and we also gave our opinions at the end. That went on for like 20 or 30 minutes, so I'm going to share that as well. So without further ado, let's bring in my other nine locked-on colleagues, and let's do our mock draft, shall we? And we should get really excited. This was probably one of my favorite crossovers to do. I know I say that all the time, but this was really fun. This was like a big, happy family just saying – 
uh, okay, my team will do this, my team will do that. I've never had a roundtable crossover like that. I must say, it was really, it was really exciting and fun to do. So, uh, we'll get on with that. But first, I have to inform you guys something really, really, really important. From the best-selling authors of the Daily Stoic comes the ultimate stoicism guide to success, resilience, and virtue. To accept what you cannot control and adapt what you can. Sports teams across the country are applying this popular philosophy by using stoicism's key idea. You control how you respond and play. You don't control what the refs and fans do or how the ball bounces. It's about what you did to adapt. Lives of the Stoics, the art of living from Zenu to Marcus Aurelius is available now wherever books are sold. So it is time for the draft. And while we are not, you know, in the war rooms of all of the NHL teams, we don't have Gary Bettman here to boo at. I guess that I, I guess I'm the, the Gary Bettman. Please don't boo uh, me. I, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we're going to do our own locked on NHL draft. And so today we have most of the top 10 draft picks uh, re- represented here on, on the show. And, we're going to just jump right into it. You're going to hear from each of our teams about who they want to draft, where they're from. We're going to get some discussion, some fighting, maybe some trades. Who knows? It'll get exciting as we uh, get into it. So we're just going to start the draft clock right away. And we're going to head to the New York Rangers. We have John Chick, host of Locked on Rangers. You are on the clock. Who are you going to pick? All right, with the number one overall pick of the 2020 NHL Draft, the New York Rangers select Alexi Lafreniere from Ramuski Oceanic of the QMJHL. So this is really a no-brainer, the no-brainer to end all no-brainers, really. I get to see a single mock draft where he's not the number one pick. Uh, if you're the Rangers, this is not the time to get cute or throw everybody a curveball. Rangers are a team that has a lot of difficult decisions to make this offseason, including one that might be happening tomorrow. There's a rumor that they might be buying out Hendrick Lundqvist. And there's a handful of free agents where you could really make a case for bringing them back or letting them walk. This, to me, is the easiest decision of the offseason for the New York Rangers because Lafreniere, by all accounts, is a generational talent. Uh, there's never a bad year to have the first overall pick in the draft, but this is the year you really want to have it. By all accounts, he's head and shoulders above pretty much everybody. And he's put up just complete video game numbers in the QMJHL. Uh, this past season, he averaged more than two points a game, played 52 games. 35 goals, 77 assists, 112 points in just the 52 games. So, yeah, I think that pretty much speaks volumes for the type of player that he is. I also realize that the QMJHL is not the NHL, but I don't care if you're doing this in high school, in college, the minors, the NHL, you're 70 and over league, whatever it might be, those are just phenomenal numbers by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, it's funny, we actually did a crossover episode with Trey from Lockdown Devils not too long ago. And uh, we talked about how you can't even do those kinds of stats in a video game, which is true because each of us have tried. But uh, on top of all that, you know, Lafreniere, he's got all the intangibles, tremendous competitor, tremendous leader, size, speed. There's absolutely nothing not to like here. And I feel like a lot of people on this call probably have more difficult decisions than I have. So I'll keep it kind of short here and I'll toss it to Sarah Agampano of Lockdown Kings. Sarah, you were on the clock. All right. Was that a thumbs up for a comment, Joe, or was that just a comment? That was more of just a, hey, nice pick. (laughs) Sweet. I like it. All right. right. (laughs) Yeah. So next up is me with the Kings uh, representing the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, from uh, from the OHL, we're going to go with Quentin Byfield, uh, which I know is going to 
get some disappointed faces from my senator's friends, but I think that the tantalizing prospect of having Anshay Kopitar Jr. Uh, running the center for the Kings for the foreseeable future uh, to get that transition from Kopitar to the next generation of Kings, I think is just too much to pass up. At least we didn't screw up the first half of the draft because I do think it is Lafreniere and Byfield. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I think that having Byfield down the center is just too too tantalizing of a prospect to to pass up. They have lots of guys in the system right now who are future centers, but at the end of the day, you can move them to wing. You can uh, adjust their positioning. You're not going to find another Quentin Byfield. So he is my pick at number two for the Los Angeles Kings, and I'm going to toss it to the Ottawa Senators. You guys are on the clock with your first of two picks today. Yeah, so I'll make the third pick. Brandon Pillar's here from the Locked On Senators podcast as well. He'll be picking fifth. Um, thanks to the Eric Carlson trade, of course, from a year ago. There was a clause that if San Jose made the playoffs in 2019, which was almost inevitable, it'd be transferred no matter what in 2020. So they didn't have a choice to move it. Top five pick in the bag. Almost a case of give and take because obviously Ottawa gave up the number four overall pick last year in the Matthew Shane trade. Without further ado, at number three, Tim Stutzla from Mannheim in the German League. And I'd like to preface this by saying we're drafting him as a centerman. He played the left wing this year, playing against men as an 18-year-old. But every year in youth before that, he's a center iceman. That's where he wants to play. And that's the biggest need in the Ottawa Senators organization. So very happy to select Timmy Stutzla. Uh, he's going to be a perfect complimentary piece on a top line that has Brady Kachuk, a guy who can get to the net, because that's the one part of Tim Stutzla's game that might need a bit of work. He's a bit of a more perimeter player, but there's nothing wrong with that when you have hands like him and vision like him. So I see him being a 60-assist a guy at the National Hockey League level. How many goals is yet to be seen? But thrilled to add him to an already deep prospect pool at center, but not that elite talent. And we just added it right here. All right. Locked on Red Wings. You are on the clock. All right. Uh, well, with the fourth pick in the 2020 NHL draft, the Detroit Red Wings begrudgingly settle for, uh, I mean, proudly select Lucas Raymond from Forlunda of the SHL at this spot. We considered Cole Perfetti. We considered Marco Rossi because like the Ottawa Senators, the Red Wings are pretty thin at the center position in their prospect pool. So that filled a need. But ultimately, we decided to take the player who we think is going to be the best player available at that position, especially because neither Cole Perfetti or Marco Rossi are guaranteed to fit in at the center position. A lot of uh, places that you know have been scouting, both of those guys said that they end up on the wing. Lucas Raymond, on the other hand, he's a bona fide winger. He's, he does absolutely everything well. He's a fantastic skater. He's got an unbelievable shot. He always makes the right pass. He makes the hard pass look easy, and his hockey IQ is off the charts. Uh, at the end of the day, Raymond is the closest thing to an electrifying talent as the Red Wings are going to find outside of the top three. And when you read these draft guys, uh, you know, elite prospects, Dauber prospects, whoever it may be, they all kind of say – the same thing and that's that the consensus top three in the eyes of you know pretty much what we've been told is not necessarily the consensus top three in terms of scouting and Lucas Raymond very much belongs in that conversation and because we think he gives us the best chance to catch lightning in a bottle at four he's the selection for the Detroit Red Wings. I got one comment and I like the pick he's fourth on on my draft rankings as well but 
with the Steve Eisman connection, I just see him as loving high IQ players. And he drafted a player in Braden Point in Tampa. And I just see so much of Cole Perfetti in Braden Point. Do you think that, I know your pick's Lucas Raymond. Do you think that Eisman could lean Perfetti in that situation? I do. And like you said, there's been a lot of uh, chatter surrounding that. I believe it was the day after the NHL draft lottery. Uh, who's it? Sam Cosentino. I think he said that Perfetti is as much of a lock to Detroit at four as uh, Lafreniere is at one to the Rangers. So I do think that that seems to be the consensus at this point. But as we've seen with Steve Eisenman last year when he jumped up and took Mo Sider at number six overall, shocked the entire draft. Uh, you know, you never really know what he's going to do. All right. So we've got our first kind of surprise of the draft with Detroit. Ottawa, you are back on the clock for pick number five, your second uh, in this round. Thank you very much, Sarah, and excellent pick by the Detroit Red Wings there. That's going to cause the Ottawa Senators to go to their backup choice at fifth overall, but for a consolation prize, a 52-goal scorer in Jack Quinn from the Ottawa 67s is not too bad at all. And with the selection of Timmy Stutzla, now the Ottawa Senators have that elite top line in Brady Kachuk, Stutzla, and Jack Quinn. And a lot of people, they might want to harp on Jack Quinn saying it's easy to score 52 goals when you're playing with Marco Rossi. However, he spent most time five on five away from Rossi. They obviously hooked up on the power play, but this is a guy that can drive his own line. And we know the Senators have a lot of other prospects in positions as wingers, especially on the left side. They've got Formanton, Kachuk, lots of talent there. Drake Batherson on the right side, but they're still needing that elite goal-scoring, pure offensive guy to put the puck in the net, and we believe Jack Quinn's going to do that. And he helps because he's a local kid, too. Sends love drafting local guys, and his favorite player is Daniel Offertson, so he, he ends up anything like that, we'll be happy. Jack Quinn is one of those guys that have really... You know, as a late birthday, kind of on that transition area where, you know, he could have been in probably last year's draft class, kind of an older player in this one, really gaining some some late steam. I think his big thing was skating this year, and he really improved upon that. And that's what's really helped propel him up the, the rankings this year. So uh, I'm probably a little surprised at five, but not a bad pick either with the, with what he's got for uh, with shooting talent. All right. We're already getting a pretty uh... – Interesting, a little different looking draft board than uh, some project projections have had. We're going to head back to the West Coast with the Anaheim Ducks. Locked on Ducks, you're on the clock. All right, so this actually sets up pretty well for the Ducks. As you guys may be aware, well aware, the Anaheim Ducks were one of, if not the worst power play teams in the entire NHL. And that was their biggest problem was offense. They're one of the lowest ranked offenses in the entire NHL. So I figured they need someone that can score. They need someone that is probably projected to be the best shot. So with the sixth pick, I'm, I'm thinking and hoping Alexander Holtz. Yeah, I'm going to go with Alexander Holtz from Sweden. He is from Jurgardens IF from the SHL. One of the elite scorers, I think, for Sweden, and he did pretty well on juniors as well. The thing I like about Alexander Holtz is he is a finisher, which is what the Ducks desperately need. He's one of the best pure snipers in the entire draft. Uh, something else that I liked about his talent, uh, he's got good speed. He's a threat anywhere in the offensive zone. You can have a bad angle shot. You could 
shoot from between the dots. He could shoot from just up the slot. He can make it from pretty much any of those spots. Uh, his release is extremely good. Uh, he can kind of change the angle a little bit on his shot. So that's something that I think defenses are going to have a tough time with, and that's something that goalies are going to have a tough time with. And as far as the Ducks are concerned, look, they don't need a passer. They don't need another playmaker-type player because they've got plenty of those. Um, if you guys recall from, God, a year ago now, it's been nine, ten months since the World Juniors. And remember, there's a guy coming up that was very well-loved, and that was Trevor Zegris. Zegris is bound to come up with the Ducks, and he's more of a playmaker-type player. So if you have that unbelievable shot to go with him, he could be very good for the Ducks later on down the line who are going to stray away from some of their aging veterans. In particular, Ryan Getzloff, who has one year left, and then he could go the way of Corey Perry. Just quickly, since you uh, selected after us, what was is your opinion on Holtz versus Quinn? Did you did that change your decision at all, or did you have Holtz the whole way? I had Holtz the whole way just because of the kind of game that he brings, and I kind of figured that would that the draft board would go as it is. I kind of figured that if there's a player that's going to fall into number six, it's going to be Holtz, and I kind of figured the draft has gone how I thought it would go with you guys, honestly. <laughs> So we're six for six as far as my draft order with regards to everyone else here. So that's who I've had. Plus, watching their power play is a bit... Oh, it's trying. Try watching their power play live and try hearing all the fans under you going, shoot, shoot, shoot. Do you know how many times I heard that this season? Yeah, Holtz's shot will help with that. That's every Minnesota Wild game ever. <laughs> Um, just out of curiosity, since you're, you're talking, uh, was Holtz on your radar, Joe? Holtz was definitely on one of those radars. Um, I think he was on our wish list. He was pretty high on our wish list. Um, but uh, I think, you know, especially when you're considering, you know, center prospects and things like that. And uh, I do think that he's one of those – actually, he's a winger and a more of a forward. I do think that for center prospects, the Wild were probably going to lean more center just in that – in that direction a little bit more, but, uh, but Holtz is one of those guys that uh, definitely has that elite talent and, uh, and certainly the, uh, the skating ability to, to do exactly what the wild want uh, out of their, their prospects. Well, there's another reason the ducks want a winger. They're pretty decent on center. They got Getzloff, They got Adam Henrique. They have Sam Steele, who is better than I think people give him credit for, but on the wing, you have Danton Heinen and Carter Rowney. Hmm. Yeah, they need a winger, bad. And they need a shooting winger, really bad. All right, so Anaheim is solving some problems in this draft. We go to New Jersey next with Trey Matthews, host of Locked on Devils. You're on the clock. Oh, boy, I'm on the clock. I'm on the clock. I'm on the clock. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Uh, oh, I need a Bill Park just to give me some energy because I need all the energy I could get because I'm about to take a huge risk. Go. Okay. 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 I'm, I'm ready, sir. I'm ready. Wait. Wait a minute. You don't know what a Bilt Bar is? Let me tell you something about Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Bilt Bar is even more delicious. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake apple almond crisp oh my gosh this is delicious i've already had a few when i go out to the gym and they are super healthy too you're probably thinking 
wait a minute, these bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, uh, 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 sounds like an unhealthy snack, that is not true, as I stated, Built Bars are healthy, Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy, lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat, Built Bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for a keto diet, and you, yes you, I'm gonna make an offer that you can't refuse, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code locked on and you will get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code locked on and get $10 off at builtbar.com. There we go. I repeated it so that way you don't have to rewind it. Go to builtbar.com and get your built bars right now. Oh, Jason, we talked about this a month ago and uh, you still stuck by it. So yep. thanks. Now I got to change it up a little bit. I did. I okay. tried to make it easy on you. Well, you certainly did. And I'm surprised no one has picked this guy yet. So before I pick, make my pick, let's look at the first six. Well, yeah, let's look at the first six games for the Devils. Five to four, seven to two, four to nothing, four to three, three nothing, six to four, zero oh and six to begin the year. We don't really need offense, in my opinion, because we have some young talent that can develop. We have Heizer, we have um, Hughes, we have Brock Gusev. We have a lot of young guys to develop on our offensive end. I don't think getting goals is our problem. And I think with the duo of Mark Recchi and Lindy Ruff, I believe that our offense could come into fruition. Now, I'm going to take a huge risk, and, and honestly, I am stunned that you guys have not taken him off the board yet. I'm going to go with Jamie Drysdale. And the reason I go with Jamie Drysdale out of Erie, from the Erie Auditors, because he's a brilliant skater capable of quarterbacking a power play with ease and generating results both ways through the neutral zone. Uh, more of a playmaker than a shooter, Drysdale is adaptable first and foremost. He's going to make the best decision regardless, no matter the situation. He's the only defenseman in this year's draft with the clear number one defensive upside. If a defenseman was going to be selected for, like first, it was going to be Jamie Drysdale. And I feel as though he can really help our, uh, our team develop because if you look at our defensive uh, pairings of Mueller, Subban, Severson, um, all those guys, we have a lot of uh, old veteran players that honestly aren't going to be sticking by us for this, um, for this rebuild. So we need a young guy, a young defensive man. Now we already picked up Riley Walsh out of Harvard. And uh, I hope that uh, he, he Sort of, John, you should uh, vouch for me. I hope that uh, Riley Walsh becomes what Adam Fox is for the Rangers because who is in charge of the Rangers' uh, defensive scheme? Lindy Ruff. Sure. And Adam Fox is uh, what, what Adam Fox is carrying that sorry defensive unit, isn't he, John? If, if I right or wrong. I mean, he's the shining star of the unit. There's some other guys that I feel pretty good about, but right now, yeah, Adam Fox, he's the guy you want to build around there. Yes, I'm right. And, and who is uh, now? I forgot to say this. Adam Fox, Riley Walsh, teammates. So I think Riley Walsh will uh, be good. But we need more young defensive men. And I am going with Jamie Drysdale. I thought it would be super unlikely he would fall this far to number seven. I'm surprised none of you have picked him. What? I, okay, Lafreniere was uh, all, all there. Raymond, Quinn, Holtz, Drysdale, hello. You need defense to win games. And uh, this is why one of the reasons why we're all in this situation is because I think our defense sucks. So that's my man. That's who I'm going with. Well, Trey, you, you make a good point talking about how you're surprised the defenseman hasn't gone. If a defenseman doesn't go in the top five in this draft, it'll be the first time since 2003. 
So 17 years straight, a defenseman has gone top five, and uh, getting Drysdale there is great. But if you said offense isn't the problem, wouldn't you think Jake Sanderson might be a bit better in his own zone? Okay, I, I was looking at Jake Sanderson. He was on my list along with Alexander Holtz. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Jason. Uh, yes, yeah, so um, I, I had a lot of – thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, Jake Sanderson is definitely uh, on the list of, you know, a left defensive man who did really well for the USHL. But the thing is, his range can go from 7 to 16, mm -hmm. according to um, allaboutjersey.com. So, whereas Jamie Drysdale, his window is much smaller. So, it goes from 5 to 8. So, you know who's going to be the better player. And I, if, if I have to choose, if, if, if it's life or death, gun at my head, I'm choosing um, – Jamie Drysdale, honestly, because I feel I feel like his window is small. I feel like uh, he's more likely to win a Norris Trophy. I think he could win a couple of them. And Jake San Sanderson, it's just it's just too up in the air. He could go from seven to sixteen. That's a huge, huge gap. So surprised with my pick. I think a lot of other people were surprised because everyone's projecting the New Jersey Devils to go forward, 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 and I'm like, no. Defense, defense, defense. Why do you guys think I was a huge fan of the Riley Walsh signing? So I believe that the New Jersey Devils, even though this draft is heavily favored for the Fords, I honestly think they should go for a defensive man. And I did not know this fact. I did not know that if uh, New Jersey were to select the first defensive man in the draft or if the Ducks were supposed to select a defensive man before us, I did not know this would be the first time since 2003 that a defensive man has not gone top five in terms of being picked so I, I i did not know that that was an interesting fact but you know what if 2020's taught us anything is that there's a first time for everything so we're about out of time and like i said this is a part three trilogy episode so this is all leading up to the draft next week so continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day new jersey i will catch you in part two tomorrow as i explain more about jamie drysdale and jake sanderson as to why i prefer drysdale and also we're going to hear the rest of what my colleagues had to pick so uh, shout out to them. I'm not going to put their Twitters in the uh, description because there's just too much of that. So uh, have a nice day, New Jersey. I will catch you in the next episode.